Hello, everyone. Thanks for jumping in to another episode of the Access Potential Podcast. Hope you're having an amazing week so far. You're here with John Marsh. And today on the show, I've got a guest from Melbourne, or well, originally from New Zealand, actually. His name is Maradona Farrell. Maradona's uh, family moved over to New Zealand from Samoa, and then he relocated to Melbourne when he was 21 and set up a new life for himself over here. In this episode, we talk about Maradona's journey, um, his you know his move to Australia, uh, his background in rugby, his uh, journey into small business as well. So he's a personal trainer. He's uh, created a, a personal training business, uh, almost a campaign really called Just Move that's focused on getting people in his community moving. And he's also founded a cleaning business as well, which is really ramped up, and particularly over these last few months, which is really cool because we talk about this kind of live, like as it's happening and you get to hear a little bit of what he's going through in the early stages of a new business. And Maradona is also the creator of something called Hope Road, which is a space for men to get together and have open, supported conversation in a safe space where they really feel trusted and they where they can really share uh, what they're going through, whether that's, um, you know, something in mental health or physical health, and really just have a space to talk to other guys about this. So in the episode, we do go through Maradona's backstory. We talk about his journey to all of these different things. Um, we talk about uh, service, and we also do talk a little bit about mental health as well and, and his journey to creating Hope Road. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. It was really good to connect with Maradona and have a longer conversation. And let's jump in. This is John Marsh, and you're listening to the Access Potential Podcast. So maybe what we could do just to kind of kick it off is um, fill us in on a little bit of your backstory. Uh, you know, you're in Melbourne now, and, and we met, for those people listening, uh, we kind of met through a mutual friend of ours, uh, Peps from Kinematics. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Peps. Um, so a cool little connection there. And, uh, but if you could, if you could give us a little bit of context and where you're at, what you do and, and kind of what led you a little bit to this point, and maybe we can just go from there. Beautiful. Um, so I'm, I'm originally, uh, from Wellington, New Zealand. I moved here, uh, 12 years ago. Um, uh, and I moved away from my parents, which is a big thing for my family. I was only 21 when I moved away and. Um, they weren't too happy, but I just wanted to get away from my family. I had enough of my family and whatnot. So I moved here to uh, Melbourne um, also to get away from a bit of the rugby scene. But I'm a rugby player, so I have a um, bit of drama with rugby. So I wanted to get away from there and give rugby a crack here. Um, so being here, did all sorts of different jobs. When I first come over here, I was a waterproofer, landscaper, <laughs> everything just to just to just to get by unloaded containers was my first job here unloaded containers full of tires oh some long hard days there but it was some plenty of good lessons i've taken out of there um and then yeah started playing rugby um and and i continued to train i was training all the time 
Uh, that was one thing I didn't stop doing when I moved over from New Zealand was my training regimen didn't change. How serious were you into the rugby? Like, was this like was this having a proper go at it, like semi-pro, sort of like like what what did that look like for you? Yeah, well, that was the dream as a kid uh, back home. That was the dream as a kid was to play rugby um, and become a pro rugby player. And I was I was close. Um, I was close. I was in a few academies in New Zealand, met a few teams. Um, didn't quite crack it. Um, and then I come here and close again. Uh, played semi-pro here with um, and a couple of Melbourne teams where we only taught Australia. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty serious. It was it was always a dream of mine uh, growing up as a kid to to play professional rugby. Um, so training was pretty intense as well. So uh, first first year out of school, I was in an academy and yeah, went into straight tour days, six days a week, <laughs> which was uh, pretty intense. So I was exposed to um, high level of training at a very early age. Yeah, so it was pretty. It's pretty serious. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And so you went, you came straight into Melbourne when you came across? Yeah, came to Melbourne, played a bit of footy here and uh, started to enjoy my footy a bit more um, and got picked up with the, like just the state teams and, and played a couple of uh, uh, games. Uh, oh, sorry, I got caught into just the trade with the Rebels for a few years. And uh, that was a good experience. Um, lit the lit the fire again of wanting to play pro, so I trained pretty hard, but still didn't um, quite crack at the top top level. Yeah, when you so this was like twenty one to twenty three, twenty four kind of age. Is that is that yeah, right? Yeah, that yeah. Was, even even later, twenty probably about twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, when I just I still played, but the the, the dream of making pro had uh, by then diminished and. I had other dreams and other goals yeah. that I wanted to do at that time. Is it is it one of those things, is it kind of like some other sports where it's like a little bit on the younger side, like 17, 18, you, you're really trying to crack it and then like can you can get into it later, but it's like it's shifted a little bit earlier. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, in my position, in my position, um, yeah. I played uh, scrum half, half back or first five and – um, yeah, you got to be really fit at, uh, to play, and you're up against young guns who are just energized of batteries. Yeah, go, 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 go. And obviously, you get older, and I had a really bad history of injuries. Um, so it was hard, but I, I try to keep up with them. I try to keep up, with them. I just couldn't keep up with them. Body wouldn't keep up with them. Um, yeah, cool. So, what, uh, because obviously, when we first connected, you were doing the you know some of the PT work and helping people with movement and strength and fitness and health. What um, was that sort of a progression that came from that training background and that whole side of things? Like, how it, how did that sort of unfold for you to start helping other people? Yeah, so um, growing up as a kid, uh, I had a a lot of good mentors uh, that helped me with my rugby career. Um, so, couple of the boys, Roy, Justin, um, mine, a couple of the boys helped, helped me with my training. So they would uh, pick me up uh, early in the morning. We'll go do some training. And then after that, we'll go for a surf or, or they would go for a surf. I would just try and get out there. Um, and then we'll go for a dive and then we'll train again. 
so they did that quite a bit with me. Um, and that really helped. Um, and then when I started uh, training with the academy, I started uh, my own little training thing with my family and friends. That's where it essentially started, and um, kind of it was, it was it was was really nice, good feeling, helping them and 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 um, pushing them along was really good. And I moved over here, and I still had that same thing and then same feeling. And a friend of mine, um, Dave Dave Toynalbay, he encouraged me to to get my PT certificate here and do PT, start training people. And so I did that. Um, and then continued that dream and then eventually realized it was something I was really passionate about. And then um, put my foot down and yeah, went, went all in on that. Um, and then that's when I was able to connect with Pep, um, who come down to the rugby club initially, that's where we caught up and then told him what I did. He told me what he did and away we went. And that's when I'll come through a meet you at workshop. Yeah, cool. Okay, yeah. so was this, um was this tell me a little bit more like when you when you were learn when you did the PET certs were you still working doing other jobs like for oh, casual yeah. training like what what did that whole sort oh, of landscape like? definitely I was uh, doing like maybe 10 12 hours a day waterproofing oh heavy heavy and then I'll come yeah. come to the gym afterwards and that was your Monday Wednesday Friday I would work yeah 10 10, 12 hours, heavy labor, and then go to the gym and work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then you Tuesday, Thursday, you'll do the same. And then you got your club training. So that was it. Mm -hmm. And then weekends, party Saturday after a game, and then Sunday, treat the hangover and same routine over and over again. Just that cycle. Yeah. That's what it was like. Um, and then I was studying at the same time. Um, uh, which was which was which was hard. I had to I had to sacrifice the the partying a little bit <laughs> to to get the study done. Um, but yeah. still, yeah, there was a lot of hours into work and a lot of hours in training. Yeah. Um, so. Okay. Cool. And so, what is that? With, you know, with the training side of because I want to talk about your other business work and Hope Road as yeah, well. Yeah, but yeah. Just kind of just kind of getting up to speed, I guess, to where we first sort of connected, like. Mm. Um, what did this lead to? Like, are you did you end up doing PT at other people's spaces, or you set up your own shop, or like, what did the sort of setup look like once you went right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna start working with people, and and who did you who did you mostly focus on helping as well? Mm. So yeah, I, I went. Um, I, was, I started working at the. That's where I was doing my hours uh, with David. The um, Musashi High Performance Center. Yeah. Um, we did a lot of work there. And then um, I wasn't really growing as a trainer there. Like I was just, I wanted to expand a little bit, like just work on general population. So I got a local job here at a, at a aquatic center. They have a gym there. Um, and it just really drive my passion of helping people again. Um, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be athletes, um, mm. just for general pop. Um, and then... It just got to me every now and again, like I'm helping the general pop, but I'm not able to help my community in the Pacific Island culture, Pacific Island community. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so in the back of my mind, I always um, I always wanted to, to give back and help out uh, my Pacific Island community. Um, so I always had plans, write down different ideas I could 
um, put together to to help them. I tried a few times, it didn't work out. Um, I've I tried heaps of times, different programs, it just didn't work out. Um, both just my experience in, in organizing events and whatnot and programs just didn't work out. Um, but yeah, that's that's the the big dream for now is to um, yeah get to get my uh, island community moving, moving up and about. Yeah, C- can we um, can we talk a little bit about that? Like, I'd love to. Yeah, sure. yeah I know you shared a little bit with me um, as much as you kind of want to or comfortable yeah, yeah, with, but like yeah. you know, like a little bit of your background and how because I know how tight um, you are with the community and. Oh. You know, if you could just share a little bit of that one, because I think it's a really special thing and I love what you're trying to do and I love the connection that you guys have together. Mm. Um, but two, also, I think it gives some, it sets up some nice context for Hope Road and for the other work yeah, yeah. as well, right? Beautiful. Yeah, maybe just give us, paint us a bit of a picture around the whole community and, and what's going on. Yeah, easy. Um, so, um, as I was coming up through the academy back home in Wellington, um, we were getting education on nutrition, which was totally new to me. Um, I was, I, I was, I wasn't really a big eater when I was young. All I would just have was just bread and tea, or bread and Milo. That's that's all I would have. Yeah. Back home, just bread, and then go and play on the street. That's what I used to have. Um, and then, uh, yeah, getting a bit of education um, at the academy with the hurricanes, um, and it told us how important. Um, nutritionists so we were given meal plans or we're given um, yeah we're given meal plans and I went home and told mum oh this is what I have to eat because this is what academy wants to eat so I need to put on weight Um, as a young 17 year old I was tiny I was skinny really really skinny Um, so they wanted me to put on at least 10 kilos I just because I didn't eat I was just an active kid Um, so I would go to my mum and say mum this is what I have to eat um, and this is what they need me to do. Mum was like, oh, all that food's expensive. You know, how are we going to do this? And then I was just like, oh, I can get a job. And she's like, no, it's okay. We'll make it work. So mum bought all the stuff to help me eat. And then she bought the family food with two different. And my, the, the meals I was having was extremely healthy. Their one was just all fatty foods. Um, and I was think that's where it started in my mind. I was like, man. How do I help my family eat what I'm eating too? But it's kind of hard because us Islanders are very stubborn. We like our island food. Um, and so I haven't, I've only just now been able to find a way to um, educate um, and change the food around. Um, but yeah, our culture, we love our food. Your, your family is Samoan, yeah, originally? Yeah. Samoan, yeah. yeah, my family. And did your parents come out? Was it your parents' generation that came over to New Zealand? Yeah, so my parents, my dad first moved to Christchurch. I can't remember what year. He first moved down to Christchurch. Then my 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 mom and my siblings and I, we moved to Auckland a couple of years later, and then we moved down to Wellington, um, which was a while ago. So, uh, yeah, what else happened? so when you came when you came over um it was just you so so 
what like how did you was was there still a strong community like how did you connect over here you know because then obviously uh, you sort of started to help like how, how did i guess yeah how did it how did it all link up right like from your family back home and then i guess the community that you built or that you found over here as well so um Samoans are we're really friendly. We're really friendly people. Like we 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 love um, we love joking around. We love we love connecting, and we usually do connect at um, like church events, uh, sporting events, and somewhere down the road, every island is related. Oh, yeah, it's my cousin. That's my auntie. <laughs> Everyone's related. So um, I had I had plenty of family here. Um, so my mom's sister lives here. Um, I have cousins who live here. Um, my dad's side, yeah, he has, I have cousins who live here too, and my aunties and uncles. I've got plenty of family here. Um, so when I moved away from New Zealand, uh, my parents weren't too happy. Um, but I moved over here and did the whole church community. Um, but I built most of my, my community here um, in the rugby community. I just went mm. to a club. Um, they were full of Tongans, though, the club I went to in Box Hill. Um, there are a few Samoans, a few Maldives there, um, a lot of South Africans. Um, so it was, it was, it was, it was mainly rugby, was how I started yeah. to build my community here. Yeah. Um, that was that was the 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 yeah it was it was rugby, um, and then training met new people through uh, rugby, and then I went into their circles, um, met, and then that's why I've got a big bunch of friends. That's how I met Pep was through rugby. Yeah. Um, he came down to the rugby club. I met him there. And then I, I was, I've, I was always, I've always been the curious kid. That's why I moved away from home. I was always the curious kid. I always wanted to do things differently. Um, I always, I always questioned, okay, can we do it another way? Well, you can't do that. Why do you, why, why can't we do it? Why can't I do it? People say I can't do it, then I'll do it. People say I'm not allowed to do it. <laughs> I was that kid. I was a rebel as a child. Um, so, and that's why I was I was happy to get out of my shell a little bit and meet people here. And I was friendly. Every island is friendly until you piss them off. Um, but yeah, that's that's how um, I created my community here. Um, it was just through rugby, yeah. If that answers your question. Yeah, and so when you, um, I'm interested a little bit, you know, because often we'll talk about like marketing and, and enrolling people and finding early yeah, adopters yeah. like with the business. And when you, when you mentioned that you, you know, you saw this, this opportunity or this need, or um, you felt inclined to, you know, help people in the community and, and bring movement and bring health. But then you said that it wasn't working and it wasn't resonating, I guess with the worldview or you weren't able to enroll people into that journey in those early days, like what did that look like? What, what do you think was going on there and what did you end up doing next from that? Mm. So um, I just had the wrong mentality about it, about it all. Um, and as I've grown and um, spent more time in this game and in, in, in life, actually, I realized that, um, even myself, myself included. I don't like, sometimes I don't like being told what to do. Mm. Um, and it kind of, it's kind of sometimes um, 
what's the word I'm after? It's not, it's sort of degrading, but there's another word for it. It kind of, yeah. Um, and I, I, I was passionate. I wanted the best for them. Like I, I know, oh, all you have to do is just shift this or stop eating this or just move like this or do this. And you'll stop complaining about this injury. You stop complaining about this not happening to you. You stop, you know, like just, just try something. Um, but I was really like really pushy about it. Um, and I'll say, oh, come do this, come do this. I'll, you, know, I'll, you know, I won't charge you. Just come. All I need you to do is drive here or I'm happy to drive there. Um, so I was, I'll bend over backwards to try and help people, but sometimes they, they just didn't want it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a couple of things, maybe a limited belief system. Um, just things coming up, popping up. Uh, family, this family, they pick, pick up their brother, pick up their sister, their auntie, this uncle, mum, everything. There was always something that's coming up. So, and I couldn't, I couldn't get them over the line. Um, and then it was only just recently when I realized, um, when I realized um, what I needed to do. And that was the change. That was the, when I realized, okay, this is when I need to switch things over. And that was, um, um, was Sonny Bill when he came from, uh, where was it? When he came from, um, was it the UK? When he was playing for a t- rugby league team in the UK, and he came and played a couple of games for the Roosters. That's when I realised I was like, man, I've been doing this all wrong. I've been focusing on other people and trying to promote other people rather than trying to work on me. I need to be the marketing tool. I need to be fit. I need to be healthy. I need to be able to speak clearly. Um, um, be able to portray what I'm trying to say clearly and just be confident because I'm not every now and again I'm, I'm I'm a shy person but I'm working on coming out of my shell a little bit um so it was that was the chance when I started focusing on me um just posting up when I'm working out or just working hard on myself just training reading all the personal development stuff um, I started to do I just saw Sunny Bill as a great example of that uh, he just worked on him um and you know, people pay big bucks to go see him. Um, yeah. So you saw, you you noticed how other people were influenced or or because they were inspired by him yeah. and his example, it was kind of like a silent enrollment and then that maybe they wanted to work on themselves. Exactly. Knock on. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that was the whole thing. Like you don't like being told what to do. All I can do is just plant a seed. We plant a seed in their mind that can work on their own by, like, you know, praying meditating um, or just exercising, um, maybe not eating pieces of chocolate every day, but every second day, um, having physical, like just little changes like that. And if I can do it, then um, I won't tell them to do it. So this is what I'm doing. This is the changes that's made to my mind, body and my soul really. Um, yeah. Sonny Bill was a huge uh, influence in that. I just realized, holy crap, he's been doing this the whole time. He's just been focusing on him. So he's when, when contracts come up, he's ready. When an opportunity yeah. comes up, he's ready to go. And that's like, now I'm in the headspace, like get ready so I can stay ready. I'll stay ready so I don't have to get ready. So so whenever anything comes up, I'm ready to go. So yeah. working on myself has been, on the last, in the last few months, has been awesome in doing that. Um, a bit more clear clarity in, in, in the direction I want to go to as well. It's yeah. been really, really good. And it's yeah. opened up my mind into other ways of learning. Um, yeah cool and jumping on the podcast as well is is helping me as well yeah 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 it's interesting you know you talked about the confidence thing and 
I resonate with that. I remember for me, similar thing, you know, uh, I remember thinking back, like trying to do something like a podcast or put content out or, mm. you know, speak in front of people or try to sell something or whatever it was. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a journey, man. I think, um, I think it just takes time for a lot of us where, what, what do you, uh, cause I know, our friend Peps, I remember seeing some some videos of him training with you. Yeah. Uh, like I've seen groups in different spaces, and you're leading people. Maybe get us up to speed on on the health and fitness or the training side. Maybe it's the Just Move project, or like what are you up to now? And then um, yeah, kind of get us up to speed as of today with the training side of stuff. So one th- uh, one thing with me, um, I've always, I don't know why, but this is just me. This is how like crazy i think i just think um i'm here to um make an impact in on the world and i can't make it if i'm stuck at one gym that's how i think so i gotta i'm not no one can see me if i'm stuck at one gym and at the gym that's where in the gym in person that's where i do my best work if i had if i could afford to pay for someone to film me all day every day then i'll do it and i'll be able to get it on social media but i can't so that's why I'm at different spots. So I'm one here, in, um, one gym here, and one down um, in the north. And then whenever um, other people need training, I just go meet them at parks that's close to them because I just, I think it's it's really important that, you know, if people want to exercise, that I go and try and help them. I'm, that's the gift yeah. and the blessing that I've been blessed with. So um, I, it, I, I think it's like a, a duty of mine. Um, they've reached out, okay. Um, I can do it. This is how I can do it. So that's why I work at different, different places and, and um, be able to network as well. Um, that's what helps me is, is, is then I, I get different ideas and, and learn how to market, learn new things about business, um, learn how to speak, uh, what books I should read that can help me. But um, mm. yeah, that's, that's what, um, that's why I work at all those different places. Um, and that's where I think I've, I've, it's really helped me with, with the Just Move uh, program, which is just um, trying to encourage people to move, um, whether it be walking, whether it be swimming, whether it be dancing, whether it be running, whether it be gym, CrossFit, whatever, just, just move. Yeah. Um, just... If you're listening, Maradona's got a cool shirt on, black with yellow, <laughs> yellow print, Just Move on it. I'm I'm keen on that. It looks good, man. Yeah. Um, can I ask you a bit of a personal question, maybe? Sure. Sure. So you mentioned um, this this concept of feeling like there's almost a, a duty to go and help the people, right? Mm. And something I picked up earlier, and I've noticed um, in previous conversations that we've had, is uh, I'm going to use the word generosity. Like in your in your in your family and your culture, maybe the way you were raised, uh, you're very generous. And um, firstly, I guess does is is that would you agree? Like, is that something a key value that is important um, to you growing up or to your family? Um, and then, I guess if so, my question is um, how you how do you balance? I guess 
that feeling of generosity where it's often doing things for free or supporting others or, you know, driving across town and, and showing up for people. Um, if that's in there, how is that, has that been easy for you in terms of like shifting, I guess, into sustainable business mode and, and I guess creating a transaction at some level to be able to support yourself to continue. Yeah. I don't know if you could talk a little bit about that at yeah. all. Yeah. That is a great question. Um, yeah, our culture, our culture is all about, uh, service, service, um, yeah. serve, 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 serve. Um, there, there's a, there's a, there's a, a Psalm one, uh, proverb that goes, and that is the path to leadership is through service. Um, and that was drilled into us, into, into, into us as kids is to, um, always serve, always put others, other people's needs before ours. Um, you'll be blessed by God in other ways. Um, and so, and that's the same, um, same mentality I have now. Um, I've tweaked it a little bit. I've tweaked it a little bit. I still, within terms of, to answer your question, in terms of um, free PT or whatnot, I just, I, I'm blessed in other ways in terms of like, when I train them, just, the feeling they get, that, I, that I, the feeling they get, just the the confidence they get after that one session or a few sessions, um, or when they're talking to me, we're having a chat. The feeling that I get when they walk, see, it's getting me emotional now. Wow. <clears throat> the feeling I get when um, when they walk away really really happy it's just no words can it no words no words yeah i can i can i can see it in you man like i i know that's kind of why i wanted to to bring it up and i appreciate you sharing it and i, I think we can see it and 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 people know that and feel that in your work as well mm. that's yeah. why i'm really yeah and that's why i'm like really passionate about it it's just um, you know what it's like people come in with their their problems or, or their stresses and sometimes they just want to chat, chat and then they leave a different person and like I just I don't take that lightly I just you know it's, it's like you know it's a, it's, a, it's a gift that God's blessed me with and I, and I and I'm grateful for it and that's why I think um, that feeling is priceless I can't put a I can't put a price tag on that um mm. And so, um, where I'm able to, to, I have clients who, who are, who are also generous and who understand, who understand me and, and, and they're just like, nah, we're not doing like Pip. We're not doing this. We're not training with you. If we're not going to pay you, um, you're too. And I'm like, okay, if you're happy to, then, then I'm, 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 I'm grateful for, for this transaction. Um, mm -hmm. but, so yeah, that's, that's. And then I see other things like they introduce me to new ideas or people that I know. And I was like, man, that's, that's a big day. I'll take that as payment like mm. any day. Like um, mm. it's not only, it's not financial. It's just like I'm, I've grown as a person. Um, mm -hmm. like, you know, I've learned something new. That's, that's a payment to me. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very, um, yeah, that's, 
that's how I see it. That's the, I had this conversation with someone with another with another friend of mine. It was just like it's just the just, just the gift I was blessed with. Um, it's it's every person's right to um, to move, but if they don't know how, then I'm obviously the person that um, can help them. So why why am I denying them of that? Yeah. Um, so that's that's just me, and that's how I think. Um, a lot of yeah. people have said to me that nah, you can't think like that. You got to change. I'm just like, man, water's free. You know, water's free. The sun's free. You know, we're like we're getting blessed. So we're not charging them for it. You know. So that's how I think. <laughs> that's yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in business, there's this, 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 I think there's something that's really important and it's, it's leading with generosity. You know, mm. if you if you want to create content or you want to do any marketing or anything, if you have a, you know, um, if there's a trade that's in there that you're trying to, win something from that transaction like there's limitations right this is separate from maybe yeah, the yeah, service yeah. right and we'll yeah, talk yeah. about we'll talk about the cleaning business too i want to talk about that yeah. but but when when you're giving when you're when you when and there's a there's a big chunk of your business that is sitting on this kind of like service side or free mm -hmm. side or or whatever you want to call it and um it needs to be fully like what you said. I think you hit the nail on the head perfectly. You know, I think a lot of us can learn. A lot of us can learn from you and from that idea because what ends up actually happening is that even from a business perspective is usually it comes back around, even if you're not looking for, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. Looking for that, but it only comes back around if it's authentic, right? Like yeah. if it's actually the intent is good. Um, so talk to us a little bit about last year. Um, obviously you're in Melbourne and there was a big, big shutdown with a lot of the PTs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you opened up the cleaning, the cleaning business as well. I'd love to find out a little bit more about that. Um, maybe just kind of give us a picture of, of how that unfolded and what you're up to with that now and and kind of balancing the two. Mm. Um, so, I, um, because PT wasn't quite, um, like I was making, um, money from that, but it was a, it was a bit, I was a bit tight, like, you know, I had to, um, work pretty hard and, and so I had to, I wanted to find a, um, a side hustle to help fund, um, my lifestyle and just life in general. Um, and I've always got ideas in my head. I've always doing something in my head. Um, and then Pep um, threw out an opportunity um, to me. He just wasn't, we had a discussion, we had a coffee um, that we always have. Um, and he said he wasn't happy with the cleaner at, a, um, uh, at their facility, at their two physios, uh, physio clinics. And he said, he's not happy. And I said, oh, so what are you going to do? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Do you know any cleaners? And I said, yeah, I can clean it for you if you like. Um, and he's like, well, I can clean it for you if you like. He goes, do you know how to clean? I was like, do I know how to clean? Man, I was beaten really bad if I didn't do a job properly. Um, that's what I used to do as a kid growing up to help provide for my family what my mom did too. Your so mom cleaned you, as well? Yeah, my mom cleaned as well. My mom, my dad, or my whole family. Our whole family cleaned. Oh, really? Whole yeah, family. okay. I didn't we, just all, cool. we all took turns. Um, yeah. 
depending on who was tired or who was what needed to be done around at home, we all cleaned. Um, and so 2019, Pep, that was when Pep threw the, the option to me. Mid-2019, he started, I started cleaning with him. And then, yeah. So Pep, Pep has, just if you're listening, I'll, I'm going to, I've been trying to get Pep on the podcast, uh, <laughs> it, but it's just hard going. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, get we'll him get on, him. hopefully. We'll get him, we'll get him. We'll yeah, get him. But, so Pep, Pep runs a um, kinematics health and performance physio, I'll probably get this wrong, but um, physiotherapy, osteopathy, biomechanics, uh, Cairo maybe as well. And holistic, fairly holistic movement, you know, biomechanics based physio in, in Melbourne to yeah, two locations, right? So you're, you're mid 2019, you're now cleaning, you're now um, servicing both of those. Yeah, I was servicing yeah. both of those. And um, then I just started thinking, okay, um, um, how can I get more work like this? Um, get my dad a job because my dad's living there at the time. How can I get my dad a cleaning job? Then I thought, okay, um, I've got a I've got a client who's um, who knows business really well. I have no idea about how businesses work, um, and that's that's the place I'm at at the minute. I'm trying to learn all that side of things. It's like the Malaki mentioned before the marketing, um, the the business side of things strategy business plans all that is totally new to me i did it the other way around um the hands-on stuff so um i uh thought of who i could um pick their brain who i could learn off give me some advice pep was one of them and then another client of mine um who's who's awesome awesome beautiful family i've been training for years um steve abbott who works for jealous craig um, i just said man can i pick your brain i would like to know like you know this is the cleaning how do i get more work how do i expand it um he gave me a few ideas and then i get a phone call um i get a phone call and it's one of his assistants asking me to head to uh one of the real estate offices to quote the job and i quoted it and i ended up getting the job um and so i started cleaning that for a little bit and then COVID happened COVID happened um, to stay on track with the with the question, COVID happened, and for me that was all right. COVID, the lockdown, all the lockdowns. The first couple of weeks was pretty was pretty rough, um, but then um, I met a girl just before COVID. Um, that was pretty cool, um, but I didn't mind staying indoors, like all because I'm, I'm always I've always been by myself, always been alone. So COVID was pretty was was good for me. It gave me a time to actually. Um, do some research on how to write a business plan, um, you know, marketing strategies and, and all that sort of stuff. So I started looking into all that sort of stuff. Um, but then towards the end, yeah, it was pretty hard. It, I started to miss the boys, um, started miss getting out. or Because uh, I'm, like I said earlier, I'm a rebel. So I was always heading out. I always drove outside five kilometres and we weren't supposed to. Um, I just go to parks and just walk. I just make sure just, I just needed to get out. And that's what I did um, by myself. Finally, I was at parks by myself, but COVID was all right. It was, to me, it was, it was just that last couple of weeks was pretty tough um, for me mentally, um, but I was able to keep connecting with a few of the boys. Um, I had another, I had the Hope Road stuff that I was doing as well, which really helped. Um, but it was good now in terms of 
um, the cleaning here, I'm, I'm trying to learn the whole business side of things because I really want to, um, like I mentioned to you, I've got a few more hours now with the, um, so I'm cleaning three offices and I really want the cleaning thing to get, to go really big. I want to get a few more companies to clean for, um, just to provide opportunities um, for other people, like the same opportunities that we were provided within New Zealand um, to, for home, to, so that people can buy or rent homes or buy their kids shoes and stationery, school uniform, things like that. That's what, um, so that's why I want to create uh, more cleaning jobs um, is to, to help people. But I don't you know you mentioned on the the so you 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 got a fairly significant workload now though yeah with the cleaning yeah yeah so <laughs> it's yeah, kind of um, it kind of escalated on you as soon as you yeah. opened it up to the universe yeah exactly exactly like I'm, I manifested it but what I didn't expect was it to come hard but mm. being being a Samoan and being a being a like the person that I am I just no nah, I'm not going to say no to this opportunity so I just took it extra 60 hours a week of cleaning and I was like okay we're gonna make this work plus PT plus uh, training plus everything else um, I was like yeah we'll make this work so now I'm learning like the things like when I when I hire stuff how does that all work I had a chat with Pip in there it's like yep the best part of owning a business is hiring hiring staff <laughs> so learning all that what happens um, and all that all, all that sort of stuff and what I need to do. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at at the moment now with the cleaning. Um, just really hoping to provide more opportunities for people. Because um, if uh, it's a, it's another way to get through to to my Pacific Island community, they're more mm. they're more um, if they see someone as successful, then they will start doing what they do. But if they see someone like me who's successful, um, like and other, I'm successful in other things like learning about who I am and, and all, all stuff like that, but not the material things. I don't have a nice car. I don't have a, I don't have flash clothes. I'm not into that, that sort of stuff. But if they can see that I'm successful and I own a successful cleaning business, then they'll start asking the questions. Then they'll mm-hmm. start doing. So that's another way I thought I'll be able to um, connect with them or, or get, their, get their attention as doing the big things that the celebrities and everyone else on social media are doing. Yeah. Yeah. And just before we move on, the the contact you had who hooked you up with the to apply for the or to to give the quote for the for the cleaning gig, mm. you had supported him through the training the year prior oh, too, yeah. huh? Yeah, so I um did a few did uh some training some zoom sessions with the jealous craig staff team during lockdown the first lockdown we did some training with them um which was pretty was good um really really good it was a lot of fun um so i met some of the staff there and i see them when i go into the office and they're like aren't you the trainers yep now i'm cleaning up (laughs) (laughs) now i'm picking up after you guys Yeah, so it's, it's cool. cool. I th- yeah, it's cool. I think it just, you know, it just goes to show like when when you have good intent and people trust you, 
I think I think trust is a, is probably a big thing, and and you you carried through that service, you know, when you're of mm-hmm. service helping people in times when they needed it, and then all of a sudden you turn around and there's an opportunity yes. to provide the quote, and it's still a it's still a business environment, but it's a it's a it's a cool lesson for everyone, you know. Yeah, service, service, just serve. That's that's how I've been able to make all my content and get all the success that I've had is just like serve first, then then ask questions. Not not necessarily ask questions, but then the blessing will come after that. And that's what our parents drove drove into uh my siblings and I was just serve, yeah. serve and then the questions and the blessings will come after. Um, yeah. if it doesn't come in the way that you want it to come, whether it be financial, come in other ways. Um, other opportunities will stop by, will, will, will come by your way. So, yeah, yeah serve. Um, talk to us about, so you, so you got the PT business is still running. Yeah. The cleaning business has, now you've got to hire because you've got basically too much work, huh? Yeah. My mother's son cleaning services. Yep. Yeah. The... And tell us about Hope Road. So Hope Road was um, is a is a group. Oh, it's just a space where where guys can come together and, and have a chat. Um, I started Hope Road two thousand and eighteen. No, a couple of years ago. Now I can't even remember. That's twenty last year. Just throwing the time, everyone's time out of whack. But I started it. Because I had gone through my, um, I had gone through a few of my, um, how do you say? It? Yeah, I'd gone through depression. Um, I I don't know. I was going through depression for for at least ten years. I was going. I just didn't know that's what it was. Um, that's why I was drinking and partying. That's why I was going from different job to job. Um, and then I realized what I was going through was 2017. Um, when I, uh, yeah, when, when, when I attempted suicide, this is the first time I said this publicly with that. Um, but yeah, I, I attempted suicide um, after, yeah, really shit year uh, with family and a girlfriend at the time. Um, and I, a bit of context to why I started Hope Road, I attempted suicide and then I thought to myself, okay, um, I chose a slow death. Um, my family was in the other room, so I wanted to I wanted them to find me and and not be able to help me because if my family pissed me off and they drove me to that, so I, I chose a slow death. Um, so, and as I was um, attempting suicide, I I thought to myself, um, "Who does love you? Who does want you here?" I said, "No, nah, no one wants you here." Um, I could hear my, my cousins laughing. Um, they were saying, did stuff and I see, and I was saying to myself, see, they don't even want you here. They're laughing, they're laughing, they're laughing their heads off at you. And so I just kept going, kept, I chose to stab myself, just keep stabbing myself and, and, um, and bleed to death. Um, and then I said to myself, but who does love you? If you were to be gone now, like, you know, who would be upset? And then I thought of my um, my P, my mother's group that I trained. I had a mother's group that I trained back then in, in Surrey Hills. Um, I thought about them. 
and it's like, oh yeah, if, if if you go, then 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 they won't, you won't be able to share your stories about how you grew up, and they give them a bit of perspective in life and how they can improve in raising their kids. Because we used to, I always used to say to them how lucky their kids are, and then they would ask why. I was like, oh, this is, we only got five dollars for lunch every day, and two dollars was on bus fare, so it's three dollars for lunch every day. So they were like, oh wow. So I thought I wouldn't be able to help them in that sense. And, sense of perspective and um that's when i pulled the knife away i was like um who else you can't train them you won't be able to train them you won't be able to do this and that so that's what stopped me was was my clients that's what i knew that's what i had to do was pt um and then i was able to share what i was going through with my rugby club and then i thought to myself how can i how can i um how can i create a group or how can I show guys that this is what I'm going through and there's a couple of others as well um, after sharing my story to the rugby club a couple of other boys reached out to me and said that that's what they were going through also and so I was thinking to myself how can I create a, a space um, where guys can come and just listen to people share their experiences with depression or mental illness to be able to then um, empower them to see help or talk to us talk to someone anyone i had a chat with a couple of boys this is what i want to do um sione had a chat with sione this is what i want to do what do you reckon let's do it so here we are with hope road we we um this year is changing um the first time we did it the first few times we did it what we did was we come together one person would share their experience share their story whether it be suicide, whether it be alcohol abuse, whether it be whatever, um, gambling, whatever it was, um, they just come and share their experiences. And it was just mainly to um, let other men know that they're not going through this alone um, and let them know it's okay to get help, but there is help out there. Um, but mainly, and then also the education side, like um, some guys don't go through anything. They'll just want to know, like, you know, what does it look like? What are traits? What are characteristics of someone who's going through some challenges? Um, that's why I thought it was really important because the guys that I reached out to, they're guys who have never experienced anything like that. Um, so they're like, we didn't see it. You hit it so well. How are we to know if someone else is going through it? How are we to know if, like, is, is this, are there, what do they usually do? That's why I thought I would, I would create that group because it helps those who are going through and helps those who aren't going through anything. Um, so that's what we're, that's what Hope Road is. It's just um, a safe space for men to come through and share their experiences or, or, or hear about how to help other people who are going through directly from sufferers rather than um, people who think they know what the, what, what it feels like. Um, yeah. So yeah and how how did how did you find how how was that experience after say when you ran the first one like what what did you learn what did it what was it like i learned is it was uh much needed i learned that um there's so many people that can benefit from it there are so many um lives that can be changed um and also there's a lot of work that i need to do on myself as well um there's, there's, there's always space for me to learn um, and grow. But it was awesome. It was, it was, um, 
it was really good. There's there's there's, there's a lot of uh, questions about it. There's, there's there's a lot of uh, people who are interested and who want to come out and share, but there's the whole stigma, whole stigma mm. about it. it makes it really really tough. But we're trying to change that stigma now. Um, by 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 well, uh, this year my one of my intentions for the Hope Road Group is to create a like a community where we um, can come in and just when you know you're coming into the Hope Road community, you know you can talk about anything. If it's whatever issues you got, whatever it doesn't you don't have to, but if you want to, you know you can there. Yeah. You know you can go deep. You know you can go talk about some serious stuff that you don't usually. Um, but know if you come to the Hope Road Group community. You can talk about anything. There's no, there's no restrictions of what you want to talk about. But you can also have fun. You can also have a laugh. Yeah. You can have a cry. You know, you can sing some music. You sing some songs. Whatever. You have a drink. Whatever. Just know that you're in a safe space where you, you can talk about that. Because I've been in position. A lot of other boys have been in position as well where they go, they stay at Hope Road, and then they go into the world. For example, they go into work and they go back into their shell. They're like, oh, I can't speak to them the way I speak to the Hope Road boys. But knowing that they have Hope Road, knowing they have that place where they can escape and say, yeah, I can actually. So they go into a workplace and they, they confidently, um, who, who they want to be, which really, really helps. Yeah. So that's that's the intent this year is, is to create a community like that where, and have programs and events where we can just connect and chat. So that's the plan this year. That's yeah. The plan. Yeah, cool. Lots, lots. Um, I mean, it's powerful work, man. Every single, every single aspect <laughs> of what you're doing. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's true. yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, the thing, the reason why I always, I, I still encourage to do it. Like I said, like when I got really emotional before, it's just there are little things like the messages I get from, yeah. from guys, um, from each, like you know, man, I see you working hard early in the morning with the cleaning, man. When do you get sleep? Just like oh, I sleep when I need to sleep, but this is just to, just to help me do everything else. Is man, I respect your grind and whatnot. That that really lifts me. That makes yeah. me like even more pumped to punch out more hours of cleaning. Then we have yeah. two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, keep punching at that. That's good. Yeah. That's, what that's if, for me? That's that's what gets pumps up my batteries. That's recharging my batteries. Yeah. What have you learned now that you're you know? kind of figuring out how to juggle the three things and obviously you've got a lot more you know contact hours and a lot more delivery and a lot more a lot more work on your plate what's some of the stuff that you've learned about that like your energy about the work about um scheduling about like kind of like keeping keeping yourself going with that um that sort of landscape versus say a year ago, you know, when maybe it looked different, like, has there been a massive change for you? Or has there been a big learning experience or has it just kind of felt natural? Yeah, it's been a huge, 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 huge learning experience. And that was like, um, make, making sure I do, do me every now and again, making sure I had, I do me like, and doing me is really, really simple. Um, it's, it's just, um at the beach music on and just chilling that's doing me yeah. that's that's yeah. me waking up early pumping some music i have a routine at two in the morning where i just I dance <laughs> I 
put on music and I dance like an idiot. I can't dance, but yeah. I dance like I just dance. I just it pumps me up in the morning. Um, but that's doing me is just um, like saying no. So I can't, nah, I can't do that. And blocking out times for me to go to the beach. I said, no, nah, I'm not doing that because I'm going to the beach, but I can do it this time. That's the only time I can do it. Um, yeah. And it's been, it's been received really well. So that's what I learned. Usually last time I was just like, oh, but I go, this is my beach time. And I said, oh, but I'll come. I'll come and if you need help, I'll come and train you. Or the, but now it's like, nah. And it's been well received. Really, really well received by my clients, friends and family. Um, well, some family anyway, but <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, that's that's a big lesson for me is just like to phones down, screens down, screens off and just music and just chill, just chill. That's, that's been a big, big, big learning lesson for me. And that's it's helped massively, massively, especially with the meditation twice a day. Um, yeah. it's, it's definitely, definitely helped me. Um, be more productive, funnily, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, yeah. It's, so you're starting, just to clarify, because you mentioned two in the morning, that's when you start your day? No, no, no. I start some, there are some days, so on a Wednesday. So my days usually start at 4.30. I'm up, my uh, first alarm goes off at four. And then yeah. I'm just like, okay, another 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, but Wednesday, yeah. yeah, Wednesdays, Wednesdays are my big, big days. Usually I get home and like get home at like three o'clock and I get an hour of sleep. And then you get yeah. home at three and three yeah, in the three afternoon in the morning. Now nah, in the morning, three in the morning. So you're up at four and then you got PT cleaning and you go all the yeah, way yeah. through till three that same morning. So you've been, you go. You go like 20 nearly hours 20, or something. Yeah, nearly 24 yeah. hours I go. Yeah, and then, and then I, you go to sleep at two or three and then you wake up again at four. Yeah. <laughs> but I have naps in between the day. So like, oh, yeah, okay, I, yeah. so I get, so like the last time usually at 10, 30, 11. Yeah. Then I go home and have an hour's sleep before I have to do the lunchtime clean. Um, yeah. And I get home about one o'clock from the lunchtime clean and then I either punch out some work or have a nap or yeah or eat and then back to cleaning that's why i've got to yeah. hire someone now it's, it's yeah, taking yeah, yeah. away from the pt side of things yeah i still want to so i've got to hire someone shortly so in april i'm looking at hiring someone yeah so learning learning all that side of stuff learning all that hiring stuff first though before I, in case i make any make too many mistakes but yeah yeah so some big some big hours some yeah. big hours Respect, man. You're showing us what's possible. Yeah. Oh, man. Just a little bit of hard work at the start. I, I know at the start it's very hard. Yeah. At the very beginning, of setting everything up is very hard. Always hard. Yeah. It's it's gonna set that solid foundation to build good forward momentum. So, um, one of the last questions I have is, um, you got any cool content ideas for the cleaning business? Anything fun or quirky? Yeah, I do. Like, do you? What, what yeah. have you got? Um, I'm thinking. Some, I'm thinking this dancing maybe on some reels or something. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> you say that. Um, I've been because um, at at um, uh, at Pips Pips um, the last their last clinic I cleaned they have big mirrors there, and then yeah. when, I, when I got the um, I got my headphones on every time I at their first clinic I listened to a podcast. 
And then yeah. the last clinic I clean it, I just put on music because I just consume now it's just about time because now it's at the last thing I'm just like pushing for energy. I'm like pretty tired. I'm yeah. like, hey, let's just get some tunes on. But there's a mirror in there and I just got the vacuum on and I'm just like dancing in the mirror. And I was like thinking, yep, that's going to be some of my content in the shower. Yeah, whatnot. yeah that's, that's just what I was thinking actually. So yeah, it'll be some funny stuff. I think you might be. I think you might be onto something, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's just make it fun. That's that's, that's how it. I that's how I, that's how I get through it. Is make it fun and just remember why I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be some cool stuff. Hopefully coming up soon when I can get that. Well, is there anything else on the? Is there anything else coming up for you or on the on the horizon or anything else you wanted to talk about? Um. Nah. 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 I know. I know where I want to go. Uh, it's just like now for me, it's just work, 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 yeah. work, work, instead of um, saying it's just work, I just gotta do it, do it like jumping on the podcast. I remember telling you before last year, we I was a bit, I was procrastinating about it, I was just pulling it off, pulling it off. But this year, it's just about doing because I was a bit shy, but now it's just about doing, getting out of my comfort zone and, and just having a crack at it, um, a crack yeah. at life, really. So just say it. yes and now then figure it out later, fun. yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Figure it out yeah. later. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a saying that my dad's told me. I think it came from some book, and it was like, it's like I've always got a plan. It's I'll figure it out when I get there or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you'll you'll figure it out. You'll figure it. Yeah. You'll figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, it's the, the whole journey. That's the journey, isn't it? Is saying yeah. yes, and then that's how you grow as a person. Yeah. Beautiful. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, I uh, really appreciate your time and your generosity and the message that you've spread. And I think, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, it moved me from the beginning, even before I started talking to you, I could see it in your, in your work. And so I'm really grateful that you decided to jump on and we got it. We got the, you know, got to put the conversation out there. Mm. Thank you, man. Um, Thank you. Thank you for uh, all you do. You've, you've been a huge blessing in my life, man. Like watching you do what you do just really uh, encourages me to stay in my lane and continue to do what I do. So thank you for what you do, man. Like it, it's encouraging. Um, I don't know if I can get that basketball shot in there, but um, <laughs> but still, man. Yeah, thank I'm you never going to try it again. <laughs> One trick wonder, yeah. is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't try those ones a second time because you've got no chance. Leave while you're on top. <laughs> That's it. You got to know when to quit. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate you. Thanks for your time. And um, I'll put your uh, what your Instagram handle in the show notes. Would that be the yeah, best yeah. thing? Yeah, I've yeah. got my first video coming out today. So, oh, cool. Yeah, on the, just on the just moving on my um, Samuel Maradona page. Oh, sweet. So, so it's going to come out on both. Yeah, it's gonna come out on. Both. Is this the footage you got? You filmed with with the other guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, which one? Uh, did, did you did you film this or did a did you get a video guy? No, 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 not, not this, not this, not this. I've got um like some content that's coming out because uh, yeah. I haven't posted anything up on social media for a while because and that was intentional. Yeah. Um, so I've just been planning a whole lot of content. So first one comes out today. The little awesome. motivational video. So. Cool. Ready to go. Cool. 
Awesome, man. Love your work. I'm going to keep keep following along your journey and um, see how it all how it all goes. And yeah, thank you again. Easy. Thanks, John. And that's it for this episode of the Access Potential Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to send me along any questions, John at johntmarsh.com. Of course, feel free to reach out to Maradona directly if you've got any questions for him and about the work he's doing. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. That's it for today. And thanks for listening. I'll see you on the next episode.